Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Um, welcome to our site. Uh, for those that are new to us, we ask that you would like, subscribe, and share. And for those who would like to also support us financially, we have some links where you can support us financially and uh, be a part of our family, as you will. If you need to uh, speak to me, just send me an email, and I will gladly return your request. So thank you again, and I do appreciate it. My son, attend to my words, incline your ears unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and help to all their flesh. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a forward mouth, and a verse lip put far from you. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before you, under the path of your feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right, and nor to the left, remove your feet from evil. We have been looking at, um, it's a series that we've actually been looking at for a while now. We started this in July, chapter, uh, I think July 5th, and that podcast was The Will of God, Our Father. And I wanted to study and walk you through and show you that all that we do on this planet is according to the will of God. And my uh, the reason why I'm bringing this teaching to you guys is so that you can be acquainted with God first, and then we branched off into spirit, soul, and body, because the scripture tells us that we ought to present our body for um, spirit, soul, and body. So we went through each and every one of uh, those chambers that are housed within us, the spirit, what does the spirit consist of, we talked about the intuition and, and fellowship and, and all of those different things. And then we went into the soul and we saw that the soul is the, um, the mind, the will and the emotion 
and the depository for that information goes into the heart. And it is out of the heart that you and I live the things that we do, the actions, the speech, the words that come out of our mouth, all of those things proceed from that place that is called the heart. And that is our intention to tell us as we saw in the scripture. So that that's how God looks at us when we are coming before him. The Bible tells us that he's seeing us as our heart is. And so he is looking at you and I. So there's nothing that we can do to hide uh, per se uh, when we come to the Father because the Bible tells us in Hebrews that he sees the intention of the heart means that you and I are absolutely 100% naked before the Father. So we can't um, brag and, and try to hide things. And the Bible tells us that the words that we speak are very powerful stuff. And so it is, we've talked about the, um, the process by which things happen to us and why God always war- warns us from one area to the other, because one leads to the other, which proceeds to the other, which creates self. So he's always trying to uh, deal with us with our, uh, with our thoughts so that uh, if you look at the scriptures, you'll see tons of stuff about the thoughts of mankind. And there's tons of stuff about the heart. There's tons of scriptures about the will of man. There are tons of scriptures about emotion, all these things, you know, because God loves you and he cares about you. You remember when they used to tell us that uh, sticks and stones they break my bones and words will never words will never hurt me? But we know that's all a lie uh, because that is one of the biggest lies that they've ever said to us as human beings because we know that that is a lie because you and I have been burned so many times by what words people have said. Uh, kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. That in Proverbs chapter fifteen verses four. And it also said in, in uh, I think it's Proverbs sixteen twenty four it says, kind words are like honey. They are sweet to the spirit and bring healing to the body. So we know that the word of uh, an individual can uh, heal to the, heal the spirit, you know, and the, the body. It says, uh, kind is sweet to the spirit, actually, and it brings healing to the body. So words can bring healing. But it even goes a little deeper than that because the scripture says that you and I will be called before the Father so that we will give an account of our words. So why? Because the Bible tells us, and I've taught many times about this, that the uh, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. And so uh, that little uh, um, thing in our mouth called the tongue, which uh, helps produce words, the Bible tells us that we also tame that and we have to learn how to tame it. Well, we're going to take a look at all of those things. Uh, the last podcast we studied was um, on a Sunday, I believe it was guarding the heart because out of it are the issues of life. And we talked about what those issues of life are if you are a born-again believer and if you're a non-believer. And we saw that uh, those issues of life, we looked at Mark had them. Um, in the book of Mark, you know, Matthew's out of them uh, has them also. So, uh, we know then, as I said to you, the heart is the depository of our thoughts. Once we accept it, once that thought comes into our life, we then agree with that thought. And then there's an emotional stamp to that thought, and that thought then deposits into our heart, and it becomes us. When it lodges there, we actually believe it. And so that's why God is very careful when he tells us, be very uh, mindful to guard your heart, because whatever you believe, you will speak, and the scripture says we believe, and therefore we speak. And so God is trying to call you and I to the attention 
that when we speak something, it's going to manifest. And I've been trying to bring this thing to you guys to show you step by step. But this is a, it happens so quickly within the human being. It happens within a matter of uh, seconds, minutes, um, and it proceeds and it lodges. And uh, once it lodges in our heart, guys, that's when the Bible tells us that it becomes a stronghold. And But the Word of God is able to break down strongholds. And so we are going to look at the principle that, um, the final principle, if you will, that is on our behalf, meaning that when we speak that word, because we believe that word, we are losing faith out. And whatever that faith is for good or bad, that thing that we just released will manifest. And so if you want to change your world, you're going to have to learn how to meditate and you're going to have to learn how to make some deposits in your heart that will manifest as you speak and bring the change that way. But the purpose of it all is so that you can bring it into your heart, deposit it so that you can meditate in it and on it day and night so that you can become a hearer of the word. And when you hear the word, as we've said before, that's when faith comes. And so when you have accepted a good or bad thought, okay, you heard that thing and you took it. And once you agreed with it, the Bible says when you agreed with it, Jesus said, take no thought saying, when you agreed with the thought, as I mentioned before, you got that emotional stamp and you own it and it deposited in your heart. And then one day a situation is going to arise and all of a sudden you're going to pop, uh, spit out these words and you're looking at it going, whoa, what happened? Where did I come from? Well, it's been sitting there for a long time. It just didn't get a chance to come aboard, come out because the situation was not there. But when the situation comes and that program, that condition response will come and you will see yourself responding a certain way. And so what you are trying to do now is watch your words. So let's see what the the uh, importance of watching one's words as far as what the Bible teaches us, okay? Uh, let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 18, verses 7. We know uh, that um, the word is, uh, we talked about death and life. You guys have heard that. Many of you heard this thing before. You know, if you've ever gone in a church or ever sat anywhere place, you heard that. So, you heard that, uh, you, you could be an atheist and heard that, that, um, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So now death and life is in the power of the tongue. We saw that in our life because we know we have mothers and fathers that said some harsh things to us and brothers and sisters and friends and all that stuff that cuts really hard. And, um, and that actually that uh, scripture about death and life that is, uh, in Proverbs 18, 21. And so we know that those words cut pretty hard and what they did to us was they broke us. And the scripture tells us that they break, they, they break us. And um, one scripture that's really, really good um, to look into, uh, actually the whole book, the whole book of Proverbs, a great book to look at when it deals with um, uh, principles from God about uh, one controlling one's thoughts and, and speeches and all this type stuff. Proverbs chapter 10 is a great uh, um uh, place to start, but look into the book of Proverbs, man. So, anyway, that's Proverbs eighteen twenty one. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Choice. Those who love it, life or death. Which one? Those who love life will eat the fruit of it. Those who love death, they will eat the fruit of it. So, it's your choice. That scripture shows that you and I are going to be the receiver of whatever we going to say. And so, um, and whichever we believe it, you know, once we believe it and those who love it, well, where the scripture tells us wherever your heart is, there your treasure is, you're going to love it wherever your treasure is. So 
um, I want to uh, caution you guys that um, how you speak really dictates how you live. Uh, Proverbs 18.7, a fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. See that? A beautiful scripture right there. The snare is um, the lip or the snares of the soul. So you want to trap your soul, that's how you do it. You you say words, and once you say certain things, it will cause you to be in bondage because, as I mentioned to you, you program yourself, and because you program yourself, you're able to respond from that um, that uh, program. And so we see that it, it tells us in the Bible that we ought to be very mindful of what we say, how we say it, and what they are doing. The words of the godly are a giving life fountain, but the words of the wicked conceal violent intention. So we know that um, when people speak to us kindly, it can cause someone to grow. I mean, when someone speaks to us harshly, uh, we know that that person could be damaged for years. And it is seen through all of our lives, uh, every single one of us. The mouth of the righteous man is well of life, but violent covered the mouth of the wicked. And that is, uh, um, I mean, guys, I, personally, that has happened in my life. And I had to, personally, I, I spoke way worse to my sons. The thing that, as I said, and as I began to learn things like these things, I realized how damaged damaging my relationship and my words were to my sons. And I remember when I would mess up, if you will, one of the habits that I had was I would kneel down to my sons uh, to their level and ask for them to forgive me for what foolishness I did and try to uh, get their forgiveness then as young kids, man. Because, hey, no one wrote a book and told me how to do this stuff. And I was a single dad and going through and busy and uh, making my errors and so forth. And um, my dad and I never had a really, really good relationship. So I had to learn a lot of these things on my own. And it was later on in my life that my dad and I developed a, a closer relationship. But um, we had, we were estranged for a long, long time, my dad and I. And so um, as a father, I had to learn as I was going through. And I began to recognize the power of the tongue in my children and how I was damaging and how I was uh, building up. And so I, uh, it was a lesson that I'm still learning for myself and for others outside of me. James chapter three, verses four to five, um, take ships as an example. And so James is talking about this little powerful thing, uh, that steers the boat and ships. And, uh, he enlightened it to a part of our body. Listen to this with it. Although they are so large and are driven by strong wind, they are steered by a very small rudder, whether the pilot wanted it to go where the pilot wanted it to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spot. So we have been talking about these principles that are just connected. And once we are depositing things in our heart, and this mouth out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The scripture tells us that. And so whatever we have an abundance in that place of it tells us that um, that's the part that defiles a man or that's the part that will justify the man. Matthew 4, 15, 11. If not what, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. So 
whatever you are going to say about yourself or what are you going to say about or in your situation, that's going to defile yourself and defile you, defile you in your situation. And so if you're looking at your situation and you see that you are, it's dark and you just start focusing on the darkness, it's going to get darker. Why? Because it tells us, it says, uh, um, what comes out of your mind, you're going to start saying things, you're going to start complaining how dark it is. But if you start saying things, okay, that is contrary to what you're seeing, it says that Abraham considered not his body now dead, nor the dead in Sarah's womb. And we know that he and Sarah got their promise. We saw that's what happens when one considered not. And then we saw what when what happens when one considered. And that is with Peter when Peter was walking on water, he began to consider the change in circumstances, which is the um you know, the, the wind came more voiceless and, and uh, howling and all that stuff. It changed. Now, the situation started getting dark. And so, he, uh, his focus was shifted from the supernatural to the natural. And when he said, he, he began to consider the natural realm, he died. He began to sink. And because it tells us that that defiled the man and he began to sink. And um, he died in faith, if you will. And he sank and Jesus grabbed him. And mediating the wind and so forth. So God will still save you, you know, even though you're sinking. But, um, that's how faithful God is. Isn't that beautiful? That's a beautiful picture. Here's this man walking by faith and blew it. And God still didn't condemn him, just reached down. He yelled, uh, Lord, save me. Lord, grab, grab his hand and save him. That to me is just beautiful stuff, man. Um, that's who we serve. That's who Jesus is. And he's beautiful. You know that this. The enemy, by the time he steal, kill, and destroy, they would watch him drown. Um, but we know that Jesus Christ is not going to watch him drown. We grab him and, and you know, save him. So, Matthew fifteen eighteen, by the things that proceed out of the mouth, uh, it comes from the heart and those defile the man. So, we need to understand that um, whatever you put in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And so, then the Bible is telling you and I, you got to be very careful. Why? Because what, what words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Well, that means that you're going to be saved, or you're going to be ruined by your words. It's all up to you. And so that's why you can't blame God for nothing. All of us always stand there and say, how did God let this happen to me? Come on, guys. You know, God said, even if he did, all right, let's say, it, it, you know, all of this stuff happened, but the Bible tells us that that's what God does. He said he rebukes his, he, he chastens his, those that he loves. And those are a situation that comes up in our life. It says that tribulation, where to pray, patience, and, and all of these different things. So all the pain and the suffering that comes into our life, you know what happens? We are getting purified by it. And so, um, but let's say the Bible tells us that God chastens those he loves. And so if he lets uh, a situation comes into your, uh, your space, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you, he, uh, that God hates you, he loves you. That's why that's there. So then wouldn't it be beneficial then to go and ask the Holy Spirit, what is it for so that I can learn this lesson and get out of this? But he tells us that he provided a way out in that situation. Now, if he didn't love you, why would he put, provide a way out? So you, you and I are just a bunch of whiny people, and we have to forget that and, and, and grow up. Because if a situation comes into our space, that means that it's there for a purpose. We need to then allow the Holy Spirit to show us what that purpose is, and then we will be able to uh, be able to get ourselves out of it. You know why it showed up? Because you and I said it, and so because we said it, we we call it into existence. I do not believe in coincidence. There's no such thing. 
with this type of power. You and I call those things, whatever it is that manifests in our life. And so if you call it in, you better be man enough to fess up and deal with it. Because you call it in, you don't turn around and blame God. He has given you the way out of it. He says, now you need to put some stuff in your heart and be able to get out. You got to change your speech. And so he's warning you and I day and night into the script. He says, he says, guys, I have made you. I know that you are a meditating being. Your soul is a meditator. And so I'm going to give you some advice. Meditate on my word. Because my word holds everything together. My word is tried. It's 100% proof, if you will. It holds up the universe. It, it is the thing that I hold above my name, my reputation. My word is my reputation. My reputation is above my name. I, I got to answer this. If my word fails, the whole universe just collapses. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile, with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message. But if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and He said, "Let there be." Now, if He, if His word starts falling apart, man, we're all in trouble. So then we have to make a decision: Is He fest? Is He for real or what? And now, if He's for real, then we have to make sure that whatever He says, we start meditating. Whatever else is around us, that is all a lie. And so we need to make up our mind. I did the last podcast was talking about it. I was. I was setting up a foundation for the next study that we're walking into. And we talked about the Word of God, the power of it, and what, what the reality of it. We have to come to a, an agreement within our thoughts so that we can make a decision about the Word of God and get our emotional stamp on it and deposit that in our heart. And as we meditate on that day and night, the Bible says, out of your mind, you're going to speak. You're gonna, when that situation comes, you're going to speak the Word of God in that situation, and it tells us that that is going to come to pass. It tells us, decree a thing, the scripture says, but it doesn't say that in the original language. In the original language, it says, decide a thing, and you shall decree it, and it will come to pass. You have to decide it so that it can have its emotional stamp go into your heart, and then you will decide, you will say it, you will decree it, and you shall have it. That's how it's done, guys. I mean, so we know then that when you have problems, is because we have called it. Let's take a look at First Peter 3.10. For whosoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. So what that is telling me that I have the choice to keep my days from evil. Based on what I said, whoever would love life and see good days, what must I do? I must keep my tongue from evil and my lips from deceitful speech. Anything outside of the word of God is deceitful. Anything. It's not true. Only God's word is true. The Bible says that. Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. Everything else is opinion. Everything else is opinion and facts. And God don't deal with facts. 
Um, he's dealing the truth. You and I, you know, you're here on earth and we deal with facts. It's like, look at the, the fact is my back hurts, the fact is my foot hurts, the back is my head hurts, the fact is, I mean, I have no money to fact. We deal with facts. But the Bible's trying to get you and I to deal with truth. You said, look at my word. My word is truth, you know. So you have to learn how to mimic my word because when you begin to mimic my word, when you deposit that into your heart, what happens when you get there? It, you believe it. And so you've already heard it. And so all you need to now do is release it by faith. We believe and therefore we speak. And so that's the principle. And that is why it leads one to another. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their need, that it may benefit those who listen. See how powerful that thing is? Do you see how powerful that thing is? And God is saying, don't let nothing outside of what I am saying to you and you, you know, and so he tells us that a person who speaks a lot is going to commit sin. And so he's always telling people to shut up. You know, take a look at the word and you see God's always going to say, shut up. You know, just pay attention to how much word you're talking about. You know, keep your mouth shut. Just just say what God says and you'll be good. You know, sometimes you just have to shut up. When your wife and husband start, you argue and your wife is arguing with you, shut up sometimes, you know. You know, pray in tongues. Listen to her because... It must be very important to her or him that they're in this state. And maybe what happened was that something was triggered, and they're not aware that that thing was triggered, but they're so sensitive to it that it was triggered that they respond out of hateful um, language and so forth. But because you have seen it, their scotomas, what we call those are scotomas, those are blindside because you're privy to it, and they are not. And you try to make them aware of it, but they responded out of hatred. That's what you need to do is go to the God, God and the Holy Spirit and go and say, Hey, Father, hey, Lord Jesus, this is your, you know, this is your servant, my husband, but, you know what I'm saying, or my wife. Um, you need to talk to them. You need to show them. And I guarantee, I promise you, man, I promise you, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to show them because he said he will. And he will cause a situation for them to begin to see it. And they're going to come to you, hug and kiss you and say, I don't see it. And I, I apologize for my bad behavior. But that's how we respond because we touch something sacred, something sensitive, and so we start cussing up the storm. I learned how to do that for years, and then when God started to show me that, He brought people in my life to make me aware of my scapulas, my blind side, my wife, my friends, and all these things. Why? Because they are, they are there to help you to become a better you, and so God will use them to make things aware, aware um, available to you through uh, they, they're saying it. They, they saw something about you, and so they're going to say it. And so you have to be mindful of what they're saying. And so I used to say to people, I will, when people come to me with things, I'd say, I will bring that into the forefront of my thoughts because I would take it and begin to meditate it after, you know, it took many years before I used to cuss them out. Like I said, respond just like everybody else, you know? And as I got uh, more mature, I realized the purpose of them saying whatever they were saying, they love me. And they saw something that they want me to correct and maybe investigate. And so, um, I go and I investigate it. Trust God to bring people in your life to change you, man. It's all about growing up, personal growth. Um, the Bible is all about personal growth. I don't understand why Christianity don't understand this. But that's, you know, that's here and there. Say anything, so we just keep going. So we know that in Psalms 12, 18, there is one who speaks rashly like the, tr the trust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. 
So we know when we study the word and we saw that wisdom and so forth, all these different things are available to us as we begin to focus on the word of God. There are a couple of ingredients and some good stuff that comes out from studying the word of God. We talked about it, wisdom. We saw understanding. We saw knowledge. We saw insights. We talked about all these things before. And so when you begin to do that and begin to look at the word of God, it'll bring you all of these things. And as a result of situations coming up in your life, you will be able to respond from a space of wisdom, uh, knowledge, insight, revelation, all of these things. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Why? Because they haven't studied the Word of God. They let somebody tell them, um, you know, that they won the election and the scripture tell them that's that case. So, um, it's just people are full of nonsense. When it comes to God, He's very clear. He doesn't play like most people think that He does. He's a loving Father. But if you look at the history of the children of Israel, He wiped them out a couple of times. And so, he, because of what? Because of their rebellion against him because he would do things and then the next thing you know you see you read them a couple of years down the road they're worshiping oxen you know things that they made out of their hands but think about it these guys had first hand the first seat appointment with god the father the creator and next couple of years down the road they're worshiping rocks and stones who's guiding them to do that priests the leaders they're taking all these people and making them food the demons. And so you and I are called now. When Jesus Christ died, the uh, the holies of holies, that uh, partition rented from the top down. That means that you and I are priests. I don't need a priest. I am a priest, the Bible tells me, that I am a priest. I don't need a father, a pastor, or not a pastor, I mean a, a priest like, like how they have in some churches to stand between me and God and I have to confess to, my, to the priest. I don't have to do none of that. The word said, I go straight to God the Father, sit down I walk right in, come boldly before the throne of grace, whereby I may obtain mercy and find grace to help in my time of need. I don't need no priest. I am a son of God. What is wrong with you guys? You cannot let these people turn into food for demons. You are have to make your own decisions. And so we have billions and millions of people that are because foods for demons. Because God is not, it says, wide is the way, but narrow is the way through. Yeah. And so we know that most of them, are food for the, en- the enemy because they made their choice not to follow the word but to follow man. They have made the choice. They don't think they have made a choice and they have made a wrong one because it tells us that you and I are priests. We are kings and priests right here. I don't need one. I am one. I have a high priest in heaven, but I am a priest right I'm here. The priest is this place, is the person who ministers to people. Tells us that we are kings and priests. A king is one who deals with business, deals with the population as far as, uh, um, you know, that type of stuff, businesses and making, decreeing stuff, um, in one's life and so forth. And when a king sends out a decree, not a priest sends out a decree, a king sends out a decree. So when you and I send out a decree, we're operating as kings. When I'm ministering to someone like you and, and those that are listening to the broadcast, I am operating in my, um, that as a priest, I'm a king and priest. But God has given me the te- the, uh, the gift of teaching, and I, I've known this for a long time. But don't let these people tell you that you are something you are not. You are a son of God. Your inheritance is not things, it's not heaven. You're joint heirs of Christ of God. Wake up, man. Wake up. Don't let these people tell you something that you're not. 
But anyway, we're going back into the uh, the process of what we say, Proverbs 6.2. If you have been snared with the words of your mouth, if you caught yourself in a trap, a situation, if you have been snared by words that you said, if you find yourself in a situation, you know, that's your mouth. He says, have been caught with words of your mouth. It's, it's your mouth because there's some power in your word because when you speak it, those words that ever, whatever words you speak, trust me, you believe it. And because you believe it, it will manifest. Let the words of my mind and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You can only do that if you're meditating on God's word, man. Oh, Lord, the rock of my and my redeemer. So when we do that, when we meditate on the word of God, we're meditating on him, their life, you know, we talk about the word of God, his life in it, you know, my, my words are life. So just like uh, what's in the power of the tongue, death and life, the words that you are speaking is death and life. So be very careful of what you're saying to people, man, because God said he'll judge you for it all. Psalms 34, 13, then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. People need to understand there's no such thing as white lines with God. A lie is a lie. Truth is a truth. I remember when I had to deal with some of these things, you know, you, you say a white lie, as they say, so that you won't hurt someone's feelings. God doesn't do that. He says, tell the truth in love. And so your responsibility is not to do a white lie to save them the pain. He says to tell them the truth in love. That's your responsibility. If you do anything else, you're, you're, you're in trouble. So, you know, Psalms 141.3, set a guard over your mouth. Lord, keep watch over my door of my lips. You have to set a guard. Be very careful. You know how that is when people say something to you and they trigger you. And you want to cuss them out. Too much talk leads to sin. The scripture says in Proverbs ten nineteen. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. This is this is the word of God. This is really good stuff, isn't it? And that's how God is very I tell people God answers and he talks about every single situation you ever find yourself in. You just need to get in the word and get it. You know. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Proverbs 21, 23. And so that's why the Bible says that you have to watch what you put in your heart because everything that you put in your heart, when you speak it, whatever it is, you have already believed it. And because you believed it, it will come to pass. And so that's what the Bible is trying to show you. And God tells you, you know, that you have to make sure that you know what you are saying, keep your mouth shut. Why, if you're going to say something crazy, you need to then begin to deposit some stuff good so that you can come out and say some crazy things. You know, that's that's what it says. It tells us in Proverbs 23, 21, 23, which I told you, watch your tongue. Those who guard their mouth and their tongue keep themselves from calamity. Yeah, that is absolutely beautiful advice, you know. And so what happens now when you become mindful of what you say? What is your responsibility? What God is calling you to do? It tells us in Proverbs fifteen twenty eight, the heart of the righteous weighs its answer, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. And so the purpose of depositing the word of God is so that you can weigh your answers in where your situation. And when people come up and say some crazy stuff to you, you know what I mean? We're still human. You know, you still want to cuss them out. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I've been teaching and preaching for a long time. I didn't find for my own, but I'm not, you know, but I'm growing in, in what God said. And so he's teaching me now how to weigh my words and answer because as I'm studying, I'm learning a couple of things. I'm learning some wisdom. I'm getting some insights. I'm getting some knowledge. I'm getting some understanding. And so that when I now speak to that individual, I have to speak to them differently. Why? Because as I speak to them, certainly the Bible tells me that my words has the capability of destroying them, or my words have the capability of healing them. I have the choice as to what I want to inflict pain on that individual, or I would I like to bless that individual and heal them. And man, oh man, people are broken. They don't need us to tell them how bad they are and how horrible this and that, their life is, none of that stuff. We just need to love on them. We need to make sure that our words heal them. And that's how you hug them. You hug them with your words. You say kind words are like honey. They are sweet to the spirit and they bring healing to the body. And so that is our responsibility. Whatever words that you have in your heart, you've already believed that. And because you've already believed it, whenever you say it, it's going to come to pass. And so my advice is make sure you, you, you start stacking up, if you will, on some good words because you got some bad stuff in you. And you and I are living our life as a result of all the bad stuff that we've said against ourselves. And so we can't sit there and blame God. He's teaching us and telling us how we ought to do. And so this whole series I've been walking with you guys started with, uh, as I mentioned to you, Back in July the 5th, we started. I mean, it's a powerful uh, series. It's a long series. And uh, we were still going to continue. I actually was going somewhere else, and God told me, now I want you to pivot and go back to you know continue this. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm going to continue this until he releases me. Because there's some things happening in the church that's driving me nuts, and I just wanted to deal with it. And I know that he has always wanted me to deal with it, and I will. But I felt that my father told me, Ken, I need you to continue this because I have some more people that, that need to understand what you're talking about and what I'm showing you so that you can tell them because we are creating a generation that will understand who they are. Because there's work to be done. And so it is my honor to do this and be able to share with you guys. But my dad told me that he needs me to continue and we're going to continue. So you, whatever you have in your heart, you've already believed it. And because you've already believed it, whatever you say will come to pass. You will decree a thing, the scripture says, and it will be established. Why? Because you believe it. And the scripture says that when you mix faith with the word, whatever is in your heart, you've mixed faith, you mixed it, it's mixed already. And so you will believe it because you believe it says, that's the stuff that defiles me, or that's the stuff that will make me. So your choice. From where are you going to speak from? From one that is of corruptness, because the scripture says, do not that corrupt conversation come out of not anything that is not a word of God is correct. So I want to challenge you that. Get into the word of God. Don't believe me or anything. Get into the word. Don't be lazy. Get into the word, man. See if I'm right. See if I'm, you know, someone challenged me a couple of days ago, asked, but, but they, they didn't understand the scripture or the teaching. They're telling me about be saved and stuff like that if they listen to my, my teaching. I love Jesus Christ. That's my Lord and Master. He saved me from the wretch that I am. And I love the Father because the Father put this whole thing together. The Holy Spirit, uh, all of them, you know, put this plan together to redeem me back from 
the enemy from from what my father did, and I am honored and and just thank my God that He has put this together so that I can be a part of His body. I am a part of the body of Christ or the way, not these Christians. And when the the um, they were called Christians much later in Antioch, Antioch, but in, initially they were the Nazarene or the way. I want to go back to that, the way, because these Christians today are just not Christians. So um, I want to thank you guys for listening and following those that are uh, uh, listening to us on, on um, YouTube and all the other places as far as uh, social media. Uh, like and subscribe, guys. Help us to grow the channel. And I do appreciate all of your support financially, man, because as I said, I felt God told me to uh, walk away from um, corporate America, if you will. And to do this whole time, and that's what I've been doing. And I just want to thank him and give him all the glory and honor. So, you guys, the Bible tells us that the just walk by faith and not by sight. Don't let these men say anything. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.